I'm Alex Keller. And I'm Mike Harding. And that's a dog. This is the Filmtastic Voyage. Hey everyone, it's the Filmtastic Voyage, your favorite podcast where two nondescript white guys talk about pop culture and movies and stuff. But the That's thing right. that separates us from other podcasts is not this dog, it's our total lack of production quality. That <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we'll get there, you guys. I'm kidding, it's the dog. Uh, you know, we, we uh, listen, the fans talked and we listened, alright? <laughs> they said, more dog. In in your in your podcast, so we ha- we got this dog here. Dogcast, you know, but unfortunately, Mike, the dog days of summer are over. Didn't you get the memo? It's the fall days of fall now, hence the coat, because I- it's a frigid seventy degrees outside right now. <laughs> the dog's name is Ace. Hey Ace, why don't you go ahead and say something? All right. Also, if well, you're listening to this on audio, <laughs> we have a dog. There's a right picture, here. if you will, a dog on my lap. There you go. Well, it, it I can tell by his demeanor that maybe he, he, he's got busy movie. Listen, Ace is our new uh, movie. Uh, he, he, goes, he goes out and watches movies for us. So he's going to go out and watch some movies. He's going to report them back to us. Uh, thanks, Ace, for being on the show. Also, if you're like... Audio listeners, if you really want to, you know, now's the perfect time to uh, look into the video podcast on your local YouTube network. That's right. Hey, f- yeah, for anybody that's on our SoundCloud, just keep in mind, you can watch, uh, you know, you can watch uh, the dynamic duo here on, uh, and on YouTube. And Ace the Bat Hound. And Ace the Bat Hound on YouTube. Um, yeah, and we're not monetized. So you don't have to worry about any bullshit commercials like that fucking Destiny <laughs> commercial I keep seeing. Right now, I think we're at seven subscriptions and one comment per episode. And let me let me give a shout out to our uh, our 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 fun fan that that leaves comments. We appreciate your comment. You're great. You are great. Hey, why don't you come on the show? We'll have you. Um. So, anyways, Alex, what's new with you, man? Oh, you know, nothing. Just hanging out. Got a haircut. Yeah, that's a really nice looking haircut you got there. Yeah, well, let's just talk about things that we can see, just to like make the SoundCloud listeners really jealous. <laughs> Look at this Seinfeld poster. It's just like, how could you get any more Seinfeld poster? <laughs> and the answer is, you can't. Uh, here's the thing, everybody. Just hold your breath for like 10 seconds, because the lighting right now is just bonkers. So, Alex, why don't you go ahead and say something for, like, ten seconds? I'm going to fix the lighting. All right, I don't know what you're talking about. See, look again with the visual podcastery. Whoa. There we go. There we go. What was that thing I said about the low production quality? Well, it just got a smidge higher. Yeah, <laughs> 10% tops. <laughs> That's right. Well, okay, in all seriousness, everybody, enough 
pussyfooting around, all right? This is a filmtastic voyage. We talk about movies. We talk about movie news. We talk about video games. We talk about Star Wars. We talk about Batman. We talk about Marvel MCU. We talk about a lot of things that two white dudes tend to talk about. Basically, so there, yeah. here we are. So, Mike, <laughs> love that Joker. Really? Okay. No, I'm kidding. Did you see that Joker picture? Yes. So, the Joker... Like, did you see the full Joker picture? Not just the makeup, the whole costume. Yes, yes. You saw the I whole have. costume because the so uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker has been a like unveiled to the public via Instagram or something, and then also has you know it has been filmed in public, you know, because they're filming in public. There's they probably did that because they're going to be filming in public, so it's like best break the news now. For a movie that's coming out a year from now or whatever, damn, dude, like. Maybe try to keep it under wraps a little bit, right? Well, I mean, like, I you know. can't, like, that's the thing that's like, you're filming in a public space. You can't all do what Rogue One did, where it's like, you know, we have three hours to turn this train station into an Imperial base and back. I suppose, yeah. So, like, you know, I understand they did that with the other Joker, too. So, this Joker. <laughs> Mike, what do you think about the Joker? You're the resident Joker fanatic. Well, listen, you know, uh, ICP, Insane Clown Posse. I didn't think they had it in them, but uh, it turns out they, they've made their version of, of the Joker, and that's what this movie is, uh, an ICP version of uh, DC's The Joker with makeup that the Joker has never had. Uh, kind of, I've seen versions of the Joker with like the weird... With like, the red nose and shit? Get that out of there. Uh, not the nose, though. You're right. I, uh, okay, here's the thing. I'm not as pissed off as I'm sure some people are. Most people, I've almost seen universally positive uh, opinions. Positive opinions? Almost universal positivity. Really? Okay. On the local you know, places, like basically Reddit and stuff, which is, if it's universally positive, it means between to white dudes between the age of 18 and 35, it's universally positive. Yeah. Because that's, that's essentially what Reddit is. Right, yeah. All the, that's that's the, the troll demographic, basically. So, um... Or at least our I'll, movies or whatever. I'll give it a watch. You know, oh, I'm you, not going to not watch any of these movies. You, you know what I hope they do? I hope they make it kind of its own thing. I hope they make it. I, I hope this means that it's sort of going to be its own. Like it's not going to be like uh, in the same like universes like Superman and you know Green Lantern and all this. I hope it's sort of like maybe they're doing. Not, I don't want to say a Nolan take on it, but just like. Hey, here's a practical world with a practical Joker. Mm. And one thing I did notice is he has the makeup, not the uh, the bleached skin. Yeah, that's a. Um, uh, I mean, like, we'll get onto that in a second. Uh, the whole universe thing, right? Um, yeah, I know. Like, he basically the thing about this Joker is like uh, this Joker looks fine. I'm a little disappointed currently. Well, hey, I don't know if this is the Joker or just a Joker. You know, is this like his? If he's just a Joker, if he like dresses himself as the Joker and then he becomes like a real Joker with the bleached skin or something, I don't know. Like, you know. I'm not getting no word as to whether like this is the final design or not. Uh Um, But based on the pictures I saw, uh, or like you know the the on set photos, Mm -hmm. it's basically like let's just take Heath Ledger's Joker, color change it, make his makeup a little less messy, and there you go. Yeah, it's like it's like going back to what's safe, which is great, and so it still looks great. It's a great design from 2008. Still a great design, even if it's slightly changed. But it's like, why don't we try something a little different? Because he's got almost the exact same suit on. With different colors, uh-huh. and I like the colors, but like it's pretty much the same thing with the three-piece suit um, and the makeup. You know, it doesn't have the the cracks and it doesn't have the scars, but it's still just like like sloppy face paint. 
Well, <laughs> well, okay, let me ask you something. Do you think this would have any kind of... I mean, I, 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 I guess this is like far-fetched and it wouldn't really make any sense, but I mean, do you think there's any kind of connection? No. Okay. I, I mean, I don't think so either. It wouldn't make any sense, right? Because obviously Joaquin Phoenix is older than Heath Ledger was when he played the Joker and then the whole... Th- yeah, the whole... Anyways... Um, I, so I agree with you. I think, uh, it is, they are going for a very Nolan Joker. Me personally, hey, I prefer that over whatever fucking, uh, suicide, the, you know, like this, uh, I prefer that over like the Suicide Squad, whatever that is, you know what I mean? Yeah, the Suicide Squad um, Joker works and, uh-oh, Mike. Anyways, um... Sorry, phone calls. I'm sorry. Uh, this episode's going off the rails already. No, we're fine. Off the rails. Hey, audience, if we haven't lost you already, you're on board for the long run, all right? <laughs> oh, that's it. Uh, um. <laughs> but here's the thing. I think Suicide Squad, Joker, was a misstep. Subjectively, of I course. I think Suicide Squad, Joker works... I mean, like... The idea of Suicide Squad Joker, I should say, works as a version of the Joker, but not as the main. If you're gonna make, if you're trying to make this whole interconnected universe thing that Warner Bros. is or was trying to do, uh-huh. that's not the version you want to go with. You you want a classic Joker. It's like you know, yeah. oh, let's go make a cool Fantastic Four. It's all like Cronenberg body horror. Cool idea. That'd be awesome. But you know, if like, don't make that like the MCU's version of yeah. of the fucking Fantastic Four, right? And also the the standalone version didn't work out too high either, but <laughs> mostly because it probably wouldn't wasn't allowed to be as weird as they wanted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I um. I surprisingly, I, I it's like I I feel like okay. So a couple things, right? They yeah. they sort of unrolled they they rolled out these things in in a matter of a couple weeks, and the first thing we saw was. Here's Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. And it was like just Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. And it was like, well, what's this, you guys? I don't get it. And then and then they 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 started showing pictures of him with the makeup. So when it was just him by by himself, I was like, well, what are they doing here? And and they gave him automatically they're like, hey, this guy's name is Arthur, and he's gonna be the Joker. And it's like, well, hey guys, you guys are breaking the Cardinal rules right here. No, there's like there's no cardinal rules with the origins of Joker. You you could there's like lists of different origins depending on different universes for who the Joker is. I suppose. I suppose. I mean, it was a bummer in Batman '89. I felt. I mean, for like someone who's a fan, like let's say you're a fan of the Joker. I think if you were to walk into that Batman '89 movie, you'd be like, man. What the fuck? Well, yeah, <laughs> there was like the Batman fans were all like, man, what the fuck? Same thing with like how uh, Vicky Vale just shows up in the Batcave and oh right, it's all stuff that was added. And the writer has apparently gotten shit for that. But he's like, those were scenes added after I wrote the script. I did not write those scenes. Yeah. Um, but you know, honestly, when they added in like the makeup and stuff, I just thought, you know what? There, there might be something to this. There might be something a little extra special to this. No, I'm not like a, I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm looking forward to the movie. Probably the yeah. most of all the DC slate coming up. I actually kind of agree. But just based on aesthetics alone. But um, yeah, I just wish they would be more bold. Be more bold? Not bold, but like, you know, I would, I, I'm just, I'm jonesing for that classic Joker, man. 
Oh, I see. For like the bleach skin and the, like going and the back lips to you, and, like the, and, the, and the hair. Caesar Romero. St- well, not him, but. Nicholson, Romero, either or. But that. Animated yeah. series, Arkham Asylum, whichever version. Yeah. You know, just a nice, juicy, classic Joker. I don't want no damaged Joker. I don't want no Joker whose face has fallen off and tied back to his <laughs> face or something. Ugh, I mean, like, like, you know, that would be a weird version to do in a movie. Right. That kind of stuff. I just want, just want your nice, classic Joker. In a movie again, and uh, this one looks more more ledgery, which is cool. But you know, just personal opinion. Now, let me ask you something. What uh, if if you're if you're making a a Joker for a movie? I guess who who do you think would be like good casting? For oh, that? I hate Joker casting. I've decided in the last few weeks that I hate the hypothetical Joker casting. Okay, it's always like, oh, Crispin Glover, Willem Dafoe. No, fuck don't that. like. Sure, Willem Dafoe. All of them would be great Jokers. I don't care. Like you know, anyone can like. It's the thing with Batman. It's like, oh, John Hamm should be Batman. It's like anybody can be Batman. Well, Batman, yeah. All you got to do is be a dude. I mean, basically, it's not a very like you got to be ripped and you got to be like you know like a debonair looking white guy and it's basically all it takes to be Batman and a good actor. Like there's no requirement other than those two things. Well, you know what I love. I mean, I I'm just thinking of this now. I think. The Joker, what what makes Joker casting interesting, and what made Heath Ledger, I think, so interesting, is you take someone that you haven't seen in a movie be so unhinged, right? Like, you take someone that's, like, normally, like, their typecast is maybe just, like, a more normal-ish kind of person, maybe even a handsome person, like Heath Ledger was. You know, handsome leading man kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just you have him be the Joker and just completely unhinged, and it's like, damn, what an impact, right? Yeah. And that's what's cool about Walking. Not to say that Walking Phoenix is not a weird actor because he's done plenty of weird fucking movies. I mean, uh, what was it I'm, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was nuts. Hey guys, if you <laughs> if you want to see Walking Phoenix. Uh, at his scariest, why why not watch? Uh, I'm I'm still here. That's the documentary, right? Yeah, the mockumentary that he, was fake. He made a movie recently that was something something similar. I forget the title, but he played like a hitman or something. That movie was supposed to be real good. Oh yeah, it's not called I'm Still Here though. It's like sounds like it though. I I'm I forget. He was in two movies recently that looked kind of kind of interesting. There was one the one where I think he's like paralyzed or he's oh he he's won't wheelchair foot. Yeah, and then there's the other one you're talking about where he's a bearded dude and he's, like, doing something crazy. Yeah. I saw a clip from that movie and it looked really cool. He, like, sings yeah. a song with someone he just killed or, like, wounded, mortally wounded. Right. It's like, ooh. Um, yeah. No, yeah, he won't get far on foot, like, premiered at some festival and got, like, okay-ish reviews, which means it probably is one of those, like, not quite good enough to get our awards buzz and will be probably come out in October or something. Right, yeah. Or February. Well, you know, Jonah Hill, all that. Mm-hmm. Jonah Hill's in that. Oh, is he? Oh, right. Jonah Hill and uh, Emma Stone reunited after all this time in some Netflix uh, limited series. You see that? Called I heard Maniac. It. I heard about Wait. Wait, oh, yeah. Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. For some kind of, for, uh, when I saw the preview, I thought that was Jonah Hill and um, uh, Elle Fanning. Because mm. I only saw like a, like a little like YouTube banner of it. Well, and you'd sort of think that like Emma Stone wouldn't do like Netflix stuff, oh, right? I, I, I would sort stuff. of assume that, but you know who directed that? 
Huh, who? Uh, Kerry Fukunaga, who directed... Is that his oh, name? Oh, shit. Who directed The True Detective Season 1 and is directing Bond 25. What, 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 what? Yeah, so why don't we talk about that, everybody? Hey, show of hands, uh, who out there has seen True Detective Season 1? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, True Detective Season 1, holy shit. What a great season. And then Season 2 was just a complete... <laughs> Season two was bad. Um, but yes, yeah, so that director is directing Bond 25. Mm-hmm. And then he, you're saying he also directed Maniac? And Beast of No Nation, which I also haven't seen. Oh. That movie I wanted to see, but it was one of those things where it's like, we, hey, look, we got this big movie, but you can't see it in theaters. And I'm like, I guess I've passed. It was then. in theaters for a week. It was. It was, it was, it was limited release. Yeah, I missed yeah. it. Yeah. Which but, is a bummer because I've only heard good things. Maybe I'll watch it now. That's the thing. It's good. The whole problem. Like, I've explained it before, I'll say it again. This is the last I'll say about it. It's like, I have a lot of mental trouble, like, watching new releases, movies released on Netflix, because I don't want to reward them for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. I I think it's like they, yeah, I I know we've talked about this before, but yeah, I think Netflix's intention was to have people just in, 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 uh, uh, they, they wanted... A, a huge movement, right? They wanted to, they wanted to cause this big, like people just staying home and watching these movies, and then it would take over and it'd be a way of life. And it hasn't been that, which is great, right? Yeah, so far. People, I mean, people still going to movies. I almost f- sort of think it's not even a competition anymore. It's for a while it felt like a question of like, oh, is Netflix gonna ruin? theater going are they gonna are they are they taking over are they are they gonna is theater going gonna be a thing in the past i kind of feel like that's over i kind of feel like the uh the test of time has uh has killed that well thankfully movie pass has demonstrated that people don't just want good deals and just want to go to the movies like you know for cheap and don't want to have to pay 15 dollars a ticket if you're a family of four and they buy you know and it's like that's like 60 70 bucks just to go to the movies it's ridiculous right yeah that's but you know thankfully like Movie Pass Wallhead they've basically gone under, uh, but they've uh, inspired some really nice deals at their competition which I am reaping all the benefits from. Yeah. Although maybe not this here. month. This month I'm kind of they're they're getting my money because I haven't really seen anything. Um, I think the next movie I'll see is like Wall Clocks. Yeah, a bunch of Wall Clocks. I'll probably see that maybe this weekend. Uh, there's another one out this month that I was kind of interested in. There was a cool documentary trailer I saw about uh, climbing El Capitan. Like oh. freehand climbing. Oh right. And I was like, ooh, free yeah. solo. That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, what about assassination nation. I heard that was okay. Yeah, I heard that's pretty I kinda, good. I don't know if I want to see that. Fahrenheit eleven nine. What? The new oh, Michael yeah. Moore documentary, which was a bomb yeah. for Michael Moore standards. Well, here's the thing. Uh, didn't he? Well, his last one was called. Um, Something in Trump land, right? Or, or I don't know what he's been up to. He did a pre-Trump election documentary, and then he did a post, and then this would be his post-Trump presidency documentary. Yeah, the last one I saw was Sicko, which was fine. I enjoyed it, but like, I just don't like his style of being extremely biased. He is very biased, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I... Not to say that he's always wrong, but I yeah he's he's biased. He's also a couple of times got into some some tricks where he cuts the camera and stages stuff. I remember in Bowling for Columbine he does something like that. Oh, 
Well, I mean, it's not proved that he staged it or nothing, you know. I don't know if he actually did, but they cut they cut the camera to like a, a you know a setup that, un, that wasn't established before, so it could have been an insert shot that they shot specifically for this moment. Yeah, and that's uh, apparently uh, according to a teacher I had who showed me that clip is like this is a no no don't do that. <laughs> Even though the movie is great, right? That well, have you seen Bowling for Columbine? I think maybe I even own that. That's a good movie. Uh, yeah, good good message. You know, I mean, what what a what a hot topic. Am I right? Like, damn, it's a sad sad topic that Bowling for Columbine. Mm-hmm. Um, that was made in like two thousand two, I think. Right. Yep. Yeah. The last thing I I haven't seen a, a Michael Moore documentary in a long time, and the last thing I saw was him ragging on Obama. That was the last thing I saw. Even Michael Moore hates Obama. He yeah, he was he uh, he was critical of of Obama. And hey, that's not like a crime or anything. You you can have any opinion you want, but it was surprising that he was doing that. I guess because he's so outspokenly liberal. Wasn't Obama fairly moderate though? Yeah. So yeah, but not to some. Not to some. Anyway, so Kerry Fukunaga's doing Bond 25, which is cool, and uh, they also got Purvis and Wade to do the script. They're rolling back their script, and Purvis and Wade have basically written every Bond movie since, like, Goldeneye. Oh, wow. Or I forget when they started. No, maybe not Goldeneye, but I think they definitely wrote Die Another Day through Spectre. So they've written, like, both the best and worst Bond movies, so it's like... That's odd. Yeah, it is kind of odd. They've written all those. They've written all those Bond movies? Yep. Wow. I mean, they've at least they've written them and they sometimes there's another writer like you know works with them, but they're pretty much the Bond writers. Interesting. So that'll be fun. I mean, I'm very excited. So what do you think happened to Danny Boyle? For the audience at home, Danny Boyle was originally going to direct Bond 25, but then quit or fired? He was quit. Or something. He 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 got, he was quit. He was quit. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of rumors. There's no real reason. Uh, the rumors like, oh, man, he wanted to kill off Bond, but they wouldn't let him or something like that. Oh. Or he didn't want to kill off Bond. They w- they w- they're they gonna. I don't. <laughs> you know, who cares? Like, the, the, it's all rumors and who gives a shit. Either way, it's like he wanted to do one thing and they wanted to do another. And the thing about that is that like people on the Internet will always be like, oh, man, the studio is just like squeezing the artistic integrity out of the director's man. The Bond franchise has always been the producer's franchise. It's always been yeah. the Broccoli's. It has n- yeah. There's never been a director's franchise. Ever, ever, ever. So It's true, yeah. If a director is like, I want to do this thing, and the Broccoli's say no, the Broccoli's are right by default because they've made all the best movies and all the worst movies because they make Bond their, their franchise. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah, it's not, it, it's not intrusive directing. It's, not, um, it's brand first and director for hire you know it's yeah no i completely agree i you know it's like if if wes anderson made a james bond movie how like weird would that be right yeah exactly (laughs) and to further the the, further the point the people the my you know the whole thing is that people don't know what they want is that like people like danny boy will leave bond people like oh man they should let directors do whatever the fuck they want movies fuck the producers and then Ryan Johnson does whatever the fuck he wants on The Last Jedi. People should people are like, man, there should be more producerial oversight. There should be more restrictions. They shouldn't just let directors do whatever the fuck they want in a franchise movie. It's, nobody knows what they want. I mean, I I think one theory is uh, I, I I truly believe that there's half. I, I truly believe it's just you're hearing from one group of people, as opposed to hearing from another group of people. 
about the same thing. I like I don't think there's someone out there going like, "Hey, how come Bond can't be more artsy?" and then turning around and seeing let's say something like The Last Jedi and being like, "Hey, how come this is so artsy?" But probably maybe probably I don't well, know. Well, it's not like the people necessarily the way like Reddit works for example is like someone will say something and then the they'll get all the upvotes. So it's like yeah, it's true. not so, so much what is said it's more of the idea of what's said. And so you get, you know, if they're both highly rated comments, it means that the general consensus among oh, this community yeah. is yeah. those are the things they want. And when it comes to something like the last Jedi, it's like all over the place and who can tell. Um but uh, the problem with Reddit, of course, is that everyone on Reddit is 12 and they're stupid. <laughs> Having not known really much about Reddit myself, I'll be honest, or Reddit culture, or really even like how to navigate through Reddit, it's very confusing to me because you have all these subreddits and it's like, well, what is that and this and that? And I don't know. Uh, but it just, I mean, it just seems like a place to troll, right? Like, no, it's, isn't it just like a, isn't it just sort of like a dump, like a dumping ground no, for trolls? That's, that's 4chan. Oh, okay. Four chance the the Reddit's far more structured. They're trying to make their apparently they're trying to make their website more pretty and like easy to function. But then everyone on Reddit's mad that because like <laughs> what's wrong with the old way? It's like the old way looks terrible. It looks awful. It's an awful design website, but it's very fast. I guess I don't know. I yeah, don't know but what they're doing. Come on, that's when Reddit belonged to us. When Reddit was real cool, Alex. Yeah. All right. I've been seeing that forever. Four <laughs> chan, God. Uh, that's I, the worst. I have a a friend that's a, a real. Or at least he used to be a real 4chan guy. Real 4chan. And I remember something about 4chan getting in trouble. And then he's like, yeah, then everybody just went to another website called 4clams. And then, and then until something blew over, then they just went back to 4chan. Does 4clams sound familiar? I, I don't know. I went to 4chan for like six months in college because someone I knew wasn't like, well, like my ex was into 4chan. I'm like, all right, I'll I'll be part of this. And then like and I didn't comment because I hate commenting, and so and I was like, these are the worst people. And well, okay, so then like between Reddit and 4chan, I I know like Reddit, you're not gonna get in any trouble going on Reddit, right? But like, is 4chan like weird, or is it more like deep webby or something? Like, no, what's the it's difference? just more irreverent and racist. Oh, I see. But it is just basically the same kind of content, just like, oh, hey, I want to post this YouTube video for people to look at or something. Not really. It's more like a mess. It's like a it's like a board where you just sort of make threads. It's like you just like post an image, and then you you just say, hey, let's talk about this thing, and then it just becomes whatever. Okay. But like Reddit has like posts that you upvote and downvote, and so like right. Reddit's posts are controlled by that like you know by the masses whereas 4chan is just like you know it's just a linear thread of people talking oh so it's I different see. things and i don't know but one's really racist the other one's only slightly racist <laughs> yeah i don't know the internet um you know will be a true testament for uh for racism going away is if you stop seeing racism on the internet right because when you think about it, that's like dialogue that's like completely in, uh, uninhibited, right? People can just go on the internet and say whatever they want. So like if we ever reach a time where people actually are uh, civic-minded enough not to be racist, I think that's the true barometer, right? Never going to happen, though. Is if you go on Reddit or you go on 4chan and you don't see any like racial slurs, oh, yeah, it's totally not going to happen because people suck and everybody is awful. But like... 
Yeah. People love their little clubs, don't they? Yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about like a whole myriad oh, yeah, like, of things. So Danny Boyle was quit, and uh, he took his writer <laughs> with him. And that movie's now coming out in February, 2020. February. Which is a bummer, because 2019 was supposed to be the best movie year ever, and you ruined it, so James Bond. February for a Bond movie? Yeah, it's a, it's a historic first. Seems kind of bad. Now, there's the thing, and thankfully Hollywood's finally realized, I mean, like, you know, the studios, whatever, that there's no such thing as a bad month anymore. Right. Because um, start with the Lego movie, I think. And now you got fucking Black Panther come out in February making a billion dollars. People don't give a fuck what month it is. Well, and that's the thing. It actually kind of highlights a, a bigger movie more when it's in a in a, uh, a kiddie pool, right? Exactly, that too. Like, I mean, Black Panther came out in February and like, what? I don't know what else even there was in February of, of uh, 2018. I, I couldn't tell you. There's something, I'm sure. But like, yeah, like, you know, the February and like January is starting to get a little there too because people, because there's always like, oh, you can't release a movie in January, people. January is a little bit of a dumping ground because there's such a huge push in Christmas that it's like a little exhausting to go into Feb- January and be like, well, now I got to watch all these movies, you know? Oh, yeah. So it is a little tricky there. I will grant that January can is sort of a slow month, but like September, October, you can make money in September, October, who cares? Right. September, hey, some of the best movies I've I've seen are uh, September like movies. Like Predator. Oh, hey everybody, stay or tuned the for Predator. our stay tuned for our The Predator minisode coming out uh, Friday, I think. Um, yeah, man, what a uh, whatever. Tune in to find out. <laughs> um, you know this this January though. Next January, got uh-huh. Hellboy. Oh yeah, Heck Boy. Heck Boy. Uh, how come we haven't? How come we haven't seen anything on this new Heckboy There movie? is a panel at the New York Comic Con in October, like October sixth or something like that. Are they going to finally unveil some shit? I'm gonna put some. Uh, I'm gonna put money down. There's going to be a trailer. Then hopefully, I'm. You know, and honestly, it worries me a little bit that like it's not that far away. It's a January movie. I can imagine, you know, it's like, it's a Lionsgate movie, therefore it's cheap and therefore it's... Oh, I see. But well, like, Hopefully ha- not too cheap. Hellboy doesn't need to be that expensive though. I think like Hellboy 2 is a little more over the top than Hellboy needs to be, for example, I, like budgetarily. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, the movie was decadent as fuck. You could do it for about, I mean, honestly, you could do it for about half the budget, but like you don't need the whole troll, fu- troll fair thing. You just need a couple of guys and cool makeup and they're in like a castle or something. I mean, I think most of your budget just goes towards the actual Hellboy costume, probably. And right? like VFX and stuff. You want your VFX to look nice. Well, yeah. Yeah. And if it's a Lionsgate movie, it means that someone's going to get cut in half. <laughs> That's the way that works. So, yeah, Lionsgate it tends to be R-rated, right? Everything's R-rated. Yeah, more or less. That's sort of their brand. So we're going to get sort of like a, a darker Hellboy movie. I mean, Hellboy's like, the comics are kind of dark as is. Yeah. A lot of people getting stabbed. I mean, his name's Hellboy. That's macabre as fuck. I mean, yeah. Right? Yeah. Macabre and as fuck. They're going, apparently they're doing the Blood Queen arc, which is more, uh, less Nazis, more, more, more fairies again. Oh, is he going to have Mr. Wick? No, but if it's in a straight adaptation, it has a guy who's a pig. Ah, oh, okay. turn into a pig guy. Turn a guy All into right. a pig, and he's he's out for revenge, and he, so he summons the Blood Queen. Wait, did you say Hellboy turns a guy into a pig? 
Yeah. Is that like a magic power? It's a whole thing. No, he like, it's a thing. Well, there was one of those like Irish things that like pretend to be babies and the Hellboy like fed it to a giant pig monster, but the pig monster died, but the thing became the visage of the pig monster. You know, don't worry about it. <laughs> well, hey, it sounds like we're going to, we may find out all those details. Oh, and also Hellboy is, re- is uh, related to King Arthur. I'm not even going to try to unpack that. I'm not, even, that doesn't make any sense to me. Just, uh, you know, you just got to read Hellboy, man. Yeah, I don't. I still don't know why he has that big arm. Why does oh, he have the, that big the arm? The right-handed doom. It's the key to the apocalypse. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, that was the whole thing. That's in the in the movie. It's that's right, right there. Right there for you. That's in the first movie. Yeah, but now people keep trying to cut it off. Not now, but in the comics, people are then like, "Well, if you're not going to use it, well, I'll use it." And they're trying to cut his arm off. Oh yeah, Mike Mignola. Hmm. Uh, I remember being at a comic con in, uh, I, I believe. San Francisco, back when WonderCon was in San Francisco. WonderCon. And uh, Mike McDola was on a panel, and I was, I was at that comic convention with some uh, college classmates. And a couple of double Cs. So Mike McDola does this panel, and then he, he walks out, and then my friends are like, oh, we should try to say hi to him. And then it was like 10 minutes of awkwardly following Mike McDola back to wherever he was going, but not like stopping to talk to him, just like trailing behind Mike McDola. And I felt really funny. I felt really weird about doing that. Like, what, it, what is this for this guy right now that these like kids are just like following him that well, he doesn't know? I hope he doesn't know, didn't notice because that would be super embarrassing. That would be super embarrassing and super scary for him. I mean, um, I'm sure he's used to it. By like at Comic Cons, I'm sure he's used to the people like not oh, yeah. stalking him, but being like, "Oh, I can't talk to him. I can't just follow around and bask in his in his fumes." Here's the thing: at comic conventions, uh, those those big time artists are super stressed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it like I, I you can just tell that they're there because they want to make some money, sign some autographs, whatever. But otherwise, like they're just they 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 don't want to like hang out. No, well, yeah. yeah. Why would anyone want to hang out with the fans? With uh, with peons at a comic convention. If you're a fan, we'd love to hang out with you. Let us know. Um, yeah, if you ever see us at a comic convention, uh, you know, Filmtastic Voyage, the booth, Filmtasticon, Filmtast, we'll have our own comic. Con- how how crazy would that? Because you know, cons have kind of blown up in the last. Well, you got like the Penny Arcade Expo, years. the Rooster Teeth Expo, all of these fucking internet companies making their own expos. How crazy would it be if it got to a point where every single property just somehow would be able to justify having their own convention? Wasn't there some YouTuber that tried to make their own con and blew it like horrifically, and it's uh, that, like hilarious? That sounds about right to me. Because I remember hearing about that. It's I picture one person in a big empty room. No, I think too many people came. <laughs> oh, is the problem? Wow, or something. Anytime someone that isn't like a big company tries to throw a con, it ends up being stupid. Yeah. So that one with the ball pit, whatever that one was, and Fire Festival is not is different, but that's that was a the scam. Ball pit. I don't hmm. know. It's some ball pit thing. I don't remember. Wasn't there like a Minecraft? Minecon's a thing. That's a big one. Okay. Wasn't Minecraft though where where it was like. There's this footage of like these kids asking these panelists about. Oh yeah, is that Minecraft? I don't. Remember. I didn't watch the footage because I'm like, I I don't want to hate myself today, but uh, oh, okay. I think that's the mine, mine con. Yeah, what were they asking? 
I just forget, but there was like one clip with this kid that, you know, he had the 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 speech impediment that a lot of kids have, where they they can't say their R's or their L's. You or know, like, what so, was it Japanese? Like spider, right? Like like oh. instead of spider, it's like spider. Spider. Right. So is this kid asking this really complicated question? With all the, you know, about sprockets and RAM and whatever, uh, whatever goes into computers, sprockets, right? Did but he, he say sprockets? No, no. Oh, okay. uh, but, uh, but yeah, he, it was just, it was, it was cute because, you know, he, he couldn't pronounce his R's and his L's. Anyways. Well, yeah, I remember hearing about all those things. Like, uh, <laughs> that anytime there's a Warcraft or what's that, Blizz, BlizzCon, if there's like oh, a Warcraft Q&A, I'm like, not ever going to watch that because i can only imagine just the worst questions well i can imagine maybe three questions that they get constantly one of them being when's the next starcraft one of them being when's the next warcraft and the other one being hey when's the next diablo game well i'm it's a, like they're at like panels game specific panels i'd like oh, to think okay. people have a little more tact there's a famous one like like five years ago where some kid was like, how come this character's in this thing where in the book he's dead or something? And they're like, oops. Fuck the book. And then they added, <laughs> they like did something. And then the fun thing, though, Blizzard added that guy in as a character in the game oh, as yeah. royal fact checker. He's like in the Dwarven Cavill or something. I thought, so I thought that was really fun. Oh, I, that well, was around this time I stopped playing, though, so I don't know what they've done since. On a separate note, I would love to be the... The you know the thirty something year old man that goes into like an Overwatch panel and oh. just be like, hey, when's StarCraft three? Also, that kid was like fourteen, so right, he wasn't yeah. like thirty something, but still. No, what I mean be- is, I would love to be the guy that goes into an Overwatch panel and just start asking them about vintage StarCraft shit, just just you know, just to show my age, mm-hmm. right? Are you ever guys ever gonna make Warcraft four? <laughs> Sure what about the Lich King? I still don't know who the Lich King is. Really? Yeah, I, you've mentioned the Lich King. He's the king of all skeletons. Oh, okay. Not skeletons, they're like zombies. It's a thing, there's a magic sword, and the guy takes the sword and turns evil, and then he can control the undead. It's like Lich. The word Lich. Yeah, that's fun. What is a Lich? It's like a undead. Yeah? That's yeah. the Okay, that's the vocabulary, that's the definition, Lich? Yeah, I think. All right. Fairly certain. I'll have to use that in a situation some, one of these days. I mean, I don't know. Like, it might it might refer to something specific, or like like a banshee type thing, where it's like a specific folklore type monster. Oh, okay. But um, hmm. yeah. All right. Well, hey, you know, uh, listen. Um, I just want to bring this up because I think it was it, it, it's a source of fun. It's not maybe it's maybe not movie related, but uh, Alex and I. And a few other people. We all went to the uh, L.A. County Fair. How'd you like it, Alex? It was pretty fair. Yeah, I know. Uh, we sort of separated there for a few hours. Well, I didn't want to pay money to go on all these rides. No, hey, that, that's perfectly understandable. I didn't know I was so afraid of a gondola. You know the things that go. Oh up, yeah, up those above are always the, deceptive, aren't they? They go up above the crowd. And I, I got to a point where it's like, okay, this is like a good height. But then it just kept going up and up. And I'm like, what if there's an earthquake right now? Exactly. Like, <laughs> I've been on those on mountains like that aren't snowy. You know, like on ski lifts on not snowy mountains. Oh. And even though you're still only like 30 feet above the ground. And if you fell, you'd fall into a bunch of bushes and probably be fine. So I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, you feel it when you're up there. 
and it's just slow. So you're up there for like a long time and you're like, man, this is just creeping by and I'm like not really enjoying this. Did it work. cost tickets to go on to that? I think so. Oh. But we had the thing. Is it the- a ride or is it just a way to get across the park? I think the- it counts as a ride. Okay. But we had the thing. Well, I mean, while you the guys coupon. were riding rides, I got a beer and sat in a patio for like an hour, and it was great. So it's pretty nice. It's a good way to spend a Saturday. It was. It was a very yeah. great way to spend a Saturday. I Is got it, a corn dog. Dude, those corn dogs. Do you, did you get the giant? No, I got like a real corn, like a normal human sized corn dog. See, that's the one that I wanted, but then I ended up with a fucking thirteen dollar like. Uh, no, we found a place selling like six dollar normal good good human sized corn dogs. <laughs> human sized corn dogs. Um. But yeah, it was fun. Uh, Pomona, it was in Pomona. Yeah, I think? not anymore though. That's uh, that's like inland, y- y'all. The Inland Empire, which is an awesome name and a great movie, and a kind of a weird place, and kind of a weird movie, and kind of a weird. What's the movie? The David Lynch's Inland Empire. Boy, he really loves uh, Southern California. Just calling, just slapping uh, names. Mulholland Drive. Inland Empire. He a just loves head. Southern California. A racerhead. Dune, yeah. Elephant Man. He was not the right pick for Dune. Most people aren't. Are you excited about Denny Villeneuve's Dune? Oh, if anybody can do it, he can. That's like just his pace. Cause He's I, making I'm, two movies. I'm not going to lie. Dune is slow as hell. It is a slow fucking movie. What? And who does slow movies really well? Denny Villeneuve. I think it's Villeneuve. Villeneuve. That's how I've heard it pronounced on like director roundtable or something. But he's made an art out of doing slow movies, and hey, yeah, that's like, that's not a knock on his directing. I'm just saying there, it's a slow roll. All well, right. Sometimes you can make a movie that's slow, but it's visually fast. Yeah. Like you know, most of his movies I would describe. Right. Even though there's not much happening, there's a lot of visual stuff happening. And that's the thing. Arrival. Like you could probably tell the same story in 20 minutes. With Arrival, right? But yep. it's it's those moments where you breathe. Am I right? Yeah. You really want that that phalange shooting that ink yep. on the screen, and you really just want to eat that up. Uh, Hayao, well, it's not what uh, necessarily what we're talking about, but Hayao Miyazaki describes the moment between beats, uh, like between claps, as he calls it. as He calls it ma, which... Uh, he like if you notice his movies are full of that kind of stuff. There's these little little character moments that don't contribute anything to the story at large, but just kind of nice. Oh yeah, and those uh, I like movies that do that kind of stuff. Hmm. This is sorry. This is going back to the guy that is uh, directing Bond Twenty Five. No, that's Hayao Miyazaki. I said. So, oh shit, Miyazaki. I'm sorry. You racist. Jeez. No, 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 no. Uh, yes, Miyazaki films are great that way. Sorry. Um. Well, shit. Anyways, speaking of the Joker, <laughs> so I'm wrapping this all the way back because I wanted to say like he's, there's the rumor that it's going to like kick off this new side sort of universe, like not it's not part of the main continuity, a DC black label, if you will. I'm sorry. Are you saying that this is what is happening or something? That's the rumor right now that they're going to announce it or something or. I don't know. Jeez, I really hope not. But well, okay. I don't like the whole problem is like they're like shared universe stuff, so you know, brittle as is. So they might as well just <laughs> make one offs and hope it, hope it sticks. That's what I mean. Just make one offs, but don't. I I don't. Are you saying that there's going to be a shared 
dark universe. I don't know. Maybe because they they shouldn't do that. I don't know. Maybe maybe Fuck Swamp it. Thing will show up. It's like it, I mean they're they're basic like they failed at putting the carriage before the horse. So if they go ahead and do this, they're just basically putting the carriage be- before the horse again. And I think maybe that's a bad idea. Oh, I don't know what they're doing. All I know is that in the DC Comics Black Label, Batman shows his dick. All right, yeah. Hey, everybody, for people that don't know, uh, this last week... Yep. Uh, there's a, a Batman... <laughs> there's a Batman comic issue where you see Batman's dick. You see Batman's dick. And and uh, I remember my brother, out of the blue one day, Facebooked me, and he's like, hey, guess what DC just did? I'm like, what? And he's like, they showed Bruce Wayne's penis in a comic. And I'm like, you talking about Batman's dick? And then he, <laughs> and then he sent me the, the picture. And it basically is just rim lighting around, like, the tip and then, like, the... the you don't need to describe it. Well, you know, I mean, for the folks it's at just, home. It's the suggestion of penis. Yeah, basically. And I I didn't read the dialogue, but I I just saw a dialogue bubble next to it saying like bullshit or something like something like he's complaining about something and then it just shows his dick. I whatever. I don't know, it's part of their new sort of R-rated series, which I'm fine with, you know. You got to sometimes it's cool to have, you know, labels where you can just do whatever the hell you want. So that's not like in the main line of Batman. No, it's um, oh, Okay. It's so like little Timmy's not gonna open up his no, no. first Batman. It's like eighteen comic. plus eighteen plus only comics that they're trying to trying to make. They announced their whole slate of artists and stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's like a whole line? Yeah. This is the first of, of new line. Oh, don't you, it's fine. I mean listen, I'm okay with Batman's dick. It's not necessarily nudity. Right? It could be like Wonder Woman snapping necks or something. I don't know what's going on. And that's fine. I just hope listen, the only thing I hope they don't do which they they have sort of done a couple times is is they get a little bit like weirdly like uh like characters forcing sex onto other characters and shit and like I just kind of hope they don't like do that. You mean like that animated version of the uh, of uh, the Killing Joke? Right. There was that. There was uh, uh, well, no, that was. Just them having sex, right? Oh, it's still like, where's this coming from kind of thing, you know? But then there was, I, I heard there was uh, some animated movie where it's like Harley Quinn teams up with Batman and Ro- or Batman and Nightwing, and then like Harley Quinn sort of like forces it on Nightwing or something. I, I don't know. Whatever. And then I remember there was a comic where Catwoman forces it on Nightwing also. Poor Nightwing. I know. <laughs> Stupid, sexy Nightwing. But uh, whatever. I just... Here's the thing. DC at its best is better than anything Marvel does. Comics-wise. Hands down. Comics-wise. Yeah. So far. Currently. DC, DC at its worst <laughs> is like they'll just throw fucks and, and, and dicks and whatever in there just to do it. And it, and it sort of like doesn't have... Like they do it just for like the same reason why like Jerry Springer... Like, why that show has people fighting and Didn't shit. did Marvel do something like that? Like, Marvel Knights or, like, Marvel Extreme or... Marvel s- Ruins. Something like that, right? Have you or ever read just... Marvel Ruins? No. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, then there's Max, right? Marvel. There's, Ma- like, yeah, Max. Yeah, like, Maximum Marvel. I don't know. Yeah, Deadpool Max. Yeah, stuff like that. Punisher Max. Yeah. 
sure yeah. there was a lot of unnecessary everything in those. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, Deadpool and Punisher, those are pretty fucking dark characters as it is. I, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, DC, I think, has a little less of a dynamic roster when it comes to that sort of thing. But hey, it's apples and oranges, right? Uh, sure. Um, I mean, like DC, you got every basically everyone in the Justice League Dark could handle their own R-rated property. Yeah, Constantine, Zatanna, Swamp Thing. That's the thing. Like those characters, I, I think it'd be, Dead Man. I think it'd be cool for those characters to do that kind of thing. All I'm saying is, if it's Batman being like, "Hey, you know what, Riddler? Fuck you." That's what that Titan Teen Titans TV show is doing. Well, and exactly, that's like my fear because it's like. You see something like that, the Titans trailer, and it's like, wow, what is going on right now? Like, and I know we've talked about this before, but yeah, they premiered that Titans trailer, and it was like, hey, here's uh, Nightwing, and then he snaps some it's, dudes. It's just Robin, apparently. Oh, okay. So Robin, and then he snaps some dudes' neck, and he says, fuck Batman. And I'm like, man. I mean, they were like, clear, like, oh, that guy's not dead. Don't worry about it. And like, I don't, it doesn't make, it doesn't matter. Who said that? Like, Somebody like DC or someone. Oh, okay. But like he just stepped on that guy's neck. He didn't break it though. You hear it crunch. Whatever. It's like it doesn't matter. It's still dumb. Yeah. It might be a good show, but I uh, yeah, whatever. Um. Now let me ask you that because that show is exclusively for the WDC streaming service, mm-hmm. which I think has already yeah it premiered. Premiered. Uh, any news about that? It's fine. Apparently, it just needs more stuff. Okay. That's what I would assume, is it needs more stuff. But I, I was just curious. I mean, I, I don't know anybody that has subscribed. I'm sure there's quite a few people that have, though. Um. Yeah, you know, DC fans. Yeah. I wouldn't. But, like, if there was a Star Wars equivalent, of course I'd fucking subscribe. Are you kidding me? So... See, that's the thing, is I don't know if there's anything out there that I could easily be like, oh, of course I would. The Seinfeld Network? <laughs> just one show yeah you know what you know what if there was a streaming service that was like hey we're only we're gonna have nothing but cartoon like boomerang or something where it's like check it out if you want everything from like uh the year 2000 backward mm-hmm. like from like 60s up to up to for cartoons yeah like t- like uh like tv cartoon like yes television cartoons is that not what boomerang is i think so but i don't even know how to get boom i i think boomerang is just like you can subscribe it's like a thing it's like netflix for little cartoons isn't it is it streaming isn't it i thought it was just extended cable i thought it was i thought they made their own streaming platform though for like looney tunes and stuff dude i'd be all about that well then it's out there go find it hey for anybody uh just look it up on google don't ask ask the internet hey youtubers if you have a, a a streaming service called and it is indeed Boomerang, for, and it's streaming, why don't you leave a comment down below and uh, let us know? You know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so you can just look it up right now, and you don't have to wait. I would. I mean, shit, that's crazy. I mean, there's been like over a thousand Looney Tunes shorts. You could sit there and spend like five years just sitting there watching through like. All these Looney Tune shorts. Mike, what's your favorite Looney Tune? Like character? Either character or scenario. Oh man. Okay, that's a great question. I want you to answer that too. Um, hands down, hands down, no contest. Uh, Daffy Duck. 
Oh. Holy shit. As a character. Yeah, I like Daffy Duck. As a character. Because I think everybody can relate to Daffy Duck the most. Like, the great thing about Looney Tunes is every single character has this weird, obvious deficiency about them. Like, Sylvester the Cat is kind of like a drug addict. Uh, Daffy Duck is just this horrible, like, cynic that is maybe anybody over the age of... (laughs) Anybody over the age of 35, you know, like... But he's also got, like, this huge, like, I'm better than everyone thing going on. He's basically fucking Squidward. He's, but he's just so frustrated with the world around him, like... And the interesting about the Daffy Duck, like, Daffy Duck is a little bit older than Bugs Bunny, right? So, in the early Daffy Duck cartoons, he's actually Daffy. Like, he goes, you know, he does the thing where he's hopping around and he's fucking with people and stuff. And then once Bugs Bunny is made... They sort of have Bugs Bunny be the instigator and that all that, and then they have Daffy Duck be the dude that is just like a like a horrible cynic. Yeah, it's pretty great. He's great. They're both great. Um, and Bugs is great too. Um, as far as like, as far as like specific scenarios, um, I really do like Bugs Bunny fucking with Elmer Fudd. Mm. Like, I think. I, that's maybe the obvious answer for everybody, but just just the whole thing where he open like Elmer Fudd is like trying to find Bugs Bunny and he opens these doors, right? And then like he'll open a door and then like Bugs Bunny's dressed as a woman and he's he's dancing, you know, and then he closes the door and then he opens the next door and it's like Bugs Bunny with a telegram or something and it, it turns out to Okay. Specifically, what I love the most is there's a short where it's Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd, and I'm pretty sure it's Elmer Fudd as a as a as a waiter, and Bugs Bunny I think is like, tr- like someone's I think it's Elmer Fudd trying to cook Bugs Bunny or something I don't know but anyways, Bugs Bunny dresses up as a cook in the kitchen. He got, he he announces one banana, ban- uh, one coconut banana cream pie, and then El- <laughs> and then Elmer Fudd. Runs and he's like, one coconut banana cream pie. (laughs) uh, Boy, you really do like this. I forget what happens, but it just ends with Elmer Fudd running through these double doors and Bugs Bunny holding his hand out with this pie. And then Elmer Fudd just runs his face into the pie. And I don't know, that for whatever for me, that was just... (laughs) The best. My favorite's always been Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I always like those a lot. Those are just so, like, classic, just, like, nice, you know, after school, gonna watch some fucking Looney Tunes. uh, These were always like, oh, yay, these ones. Like, of all the chase things that exist in cartoons, those ones are top tier. Oh, yeah. Much better than fucking Tom and Jerry. Well, um, I'm sorry, Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner, those were... Chuck Jones' creations. Yeah, they're parodies, actually. Parodies of what? Of the chase genre. Oh, okay. Which is kind of funny. It's one of those things where it was created sort of like, aren't these fucking kind of cartoons stupid? Let's like make it so ridiculous, and people will be like, look how stupid <laughs> this is, and then they became like the norm, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and the best thing in those is, I like, uh, well, actually, go ahead and answer your second question. So, like, what's your favorite scenario? That's, or, scenario. Like, that's, that's the scenario. Okay. Is the them chasing you? Yeah. That's like, cause like those characters aren't my favorite characters, but that kind of cartoon is my favorite Looney Tune. Yeah. 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 And 
my favorite of the Wile E. Coyote uh, Roadrunner cartoons is um, uh, Wile E. Coyote would paint, uh, he would paint a tunnel, oh, yeah. and then, you know, Roadrunner would run through it, and then Wile E. Coyote would s- slam into it. And I remember there was, uh, I don't know, you must have seen this. There was like a meme for a little while. I, maybe not a meme, just a photo. We're like a minivan. <laughs> I mean, of course, uh, you know, it wasn't like a fatal car accident, so it's not like tragic or anything. But like a minivan made the mistake of trying to drive through the through a tunnel that was painted onto a wall. Oh no! And the photo is just this crashed, a crashed minivan. Oh no, that's man! Fun. Uh, are you more of a Chuck Jones man? Or you a Tex Avery guy? I'll be completely honest with you. I don't know the difference. <gasps> I I know I know stuff that Chuck Jones has done, but I don't know stuff that he hasn't done for ex- or at that Tex Avery has done. I just know that Tex Avery was before Chuck Jones, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what's the difference? Oh, I forget. I, just, I guess it's the era. Um, you're. I thought you remember correctly. Chuck Jones. He came later. Mm-hmm. And I know that his his cartoons were probably the most nuanced as, like, this is how everybody looks at the Looney Tunes nowadays. Like, this is, like, when you think of the Looney Tunes, you think of Chuck Jones. Yeah. Tex Avery had the wolf character. That was his famous thing. And he also was famous for doing that kind of Family Guy-esque thing with... Uh, taking a joke and stretching it out so long that it becomes funny again. Okay. Gotcha. I think that was the Avery thing. Yeah. I don't know. Like, here's the thing. I don't know of any, like, bad, necessarily bad Looney Tunes, but maybe we don't see Oh, I've anymore. seen some real bad Looney Tunes. Like, have you seen... Well, I mean, this one's, like, one of the... Uh, it's, like, you know, soft band from the world. It's Cole Black and Seven Dwarves. Oh, okay. That one's real, real not cool anymore. That, yeah, I haven't seen that. Um, yeah, I know there's some, like, racist shit in there. Uh, for sure, on the ban list with with Looney Tunes and with I think Disney, right? Well, Disney's only got like Song in the South and like that one part from Fantasia. The only ones I'm aware. I'm sure. Oh, one. okay. Um, and I know as Looney Tunes went into the '60s, they got real bad. I mean, like nowadays they'll release them and they'll put like a thing on on the front that's like, "This is how it was." Don't you know? Sorry. Right. Yeah. Which is fine. But like, I know people like rag on Disney for not releasing Song of the South or whatever. It's like, kid. You don't need to release Song of the South. Let's just keep it buried. It's fine. Well, what's interesting is like who out there is is chomping at the bit to buy Song of the South? Like, like edgy sixteen year olds. Is it just for people to watch it just to say that they've watched I've it? I've seen Song of the South. It's not anything right to write home about. Right. Yeah. It's like problematic. Yeah, but it's not like screaming racist. You know, screaming racist. Yeah. It's like. It's just like a bunch of slaves. Not, they're not slaves because they think it's post-Civil War, but they're like, oh boy, we sure do love our lives. Like, that's it's not cool. It's very, yeah, like a racist depiction of... Yeah, like yeah. it's that. And like, but like, it's again, it's no, it's no, it's no birth, uh, birth, birth of a nation. It's not, it's right. not like that, so. Well, that's the thing. I mean, okay, if you're a company and you're worried about, I like, as a company should, should be worried about their image, like... I think it's reasonable. No, oh, yeah. Right? I, I think it's reasonable not to want to reprint this fucking... There's not, like, yeah, like, there's no benefit to doing it. Yeah. Like, so. unlike Looney Tunes, where most, like, the Looney Tunes only have, like, from my, as far, unless, like, except for, like, those ones, which I'm almost certain are not available. 
Right. Like, um, uh, but like ones that are like have little like moments of like, you know, racist caricature in them. They'll have the thing, but you can't like cut around that. And also because most of the cartoon around it's still really great. But like, you know, like Song of the South, like it's got the good song or whatever, but that's about it. Yeah. I mean, with Looney Tunes, I know that like, uh, and I, I don't know this for sure, but I know more recently, I know that like Speedy Gonzalez has kind of been on, uh, been on the, been on the list of maybe this is like kind of outdated and shit. Like, I don't know if you've heard about that, but yeah, I know like Speedy Gonzalez is kind of problematic these days. Um, I mean, I don't know it. These were made in the thirties and forties and boy, were things different back then. It's easy to fix being Gonzalez. Just make them less, you know, caricaturistic. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah. Get like, you know, somewhat like, you know, well, I mean like if it's, if it's a, if it would be a movie, it'd be like George Lopez or someone to, to voice him. And there you go. Right. Now they're they're making new Looney Tunes. I, they're making like a shit ton they're making right now. Fucking Space Jam Two. Well, they're making that Space Jam Two. Right. So produced by Ryan Coogler. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, we've we've recently gotten some official news on the long rumored Space Jam Two. Long in development. It's not really rumor. It's been like in kind of I wouldn't call it development actual. hell. Yeah, like that. <laughs> So uh, it's being executively produced regular, by regular, uh, regular produced by Ryan. I just heard regularly produced by uh, famous director of uh, Creed, uh, Fruitvale Station, and Black Panther, Ryan Coogler, mm-hmm. um, and directed by uh, somebody I don't know who. I forget the guy. Um, he's more. I think he's like an art, like an indie director. I forget his name. I mean, I don't even know who directed the first Space Jam. <laughs> Probably nobody. Um, I remember you had a good theory where the Space Jam kids, because this one stars LeBron James, you know? right? Yeah. But like the like all the all the all the cartoons are gonna be like, oh man, we gotta get Michael Jordan back, and then they find Michael B. Jordan. Oh right. And it's gonna be a funny thing. Because here's the thing: Michael B. Jordan has been in every Ryan yep. Coogler movie, mm-hmm. so it would serve to have him. In a Ryan Coogler produced movie, yeah, and also right? it'd, be, it'd be a funny gig, and it'd be a funny get. I mean, you have Michael B. Jordan, and you have Michael Jordan. They can't get Michael Jordan because he's off in the real world being a jerk. Because apparently, Michael Jordan is a jerk in real life. I wonder. Do you think Michael Jordan will actually? I mean, I wonder if he'll he'll show up to do this to have a cameo in the sequel. I would. I there would be nothing. Listen, okay. <laughs> Here's the premise of Space Jam 2, all right? Uh, You have LeBron James, Mm -hmm. right? Because he's the star. He's been recruited because whatever bullshit Monstars... Danny DeVito's back. Monstars come back or whatever bullshit, right? Um, But then then it's established early on in the movie, listen, Michael Jordan never went home. Michael Jordan never actually went home, you guys. He, he he no one has been able to find Michael Jordan for like 30 oh, years. Oh, it's fucking the la- it's fucking like the Force Awakens but with Michael Jordan. It's like Jordan. the Force Awakens. Michael Jordan has vanished. He and and in this movie we catch up with him in in an ice cave or whatever. Uh well that's more like Star Trek now, right? Yeah. Uh same thing. 
but they yeah they can they can they catch up with an elderly Michael Jordan, and he's like, listen, I can't play for you anymore. And then LeBron James is like, well, we need it. We need your namesake to carry us through. All right, the Monstars aren't going to back down unless they know that Michael Jordan is on the team. You know, the only problem with Space Jam currently is that well, maybe they'll do something different, but it's like. I've already seen cartoons play basketball. I want to see cartoons play other sports. Yeah, I agree. I want to see cartoons play football. I want to see cartoons play tennis. Well, and here's the thing. Basketball is is it was hot in the 90s. Basketball was hot in the 90s. I mean, it's still hot, but it's not probably It's not as, as hot. hot. Right? What's the hot sport now? I don't even know. I mean, like not baseball. Everything's hot to someone. Bar- MMA, or uh, yeah, MMA. it would be like it would be like uh, fight. Oh. It would be like mixed martial arts fighting. I would fucking love Looney Tunes. I to would do too. MMA. They kill each other. They all kill each other. And that's the thing. You could do all those really violent gags, right? You could you could have them beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> oh man! No, well they have to be beating the shit out of like live action people. So they're dropping anvils on people and crushing their heads. They could have the whole thing where you know how the Monstars went to the basketball game and they stole the talent from the basketball players and then they and then they sucked at basketball. Mm-hmm. You could do the same thing with five fighters where they suck the talent out of these five fighters and then the five fighters go back to try to fight and then they're just, they're all like limp. They're just sitting there taking punches and it's just. The, it's just the most violent thing. Yeah, I'd love the that. The most violent sequence in the world where this guy's like fumbling around where someone's just beating his ass. You know what would be great for Space Jam 2? And it wouldn't be called Space Jam because it'd be called Space Slam. Space. Because, not this one, you have, instead of LeBron James, you got Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh. And all the cartoons are taking powers from real wrestlers. You got like, you know, I don't know who's hot these days, but like the only people I know are like Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker. And you take those guys and Sting. And like, and Sting. Uh, and like, yeah. you know, Bugs Bunny has got like fucking pay, like makeup on and stuff. Listen, that movie would legitimately be a really fun ass movie. I'd love that movie, Spaceland. No one, no one knows theater more than uh pro wrestling that that's a movie that writes itself okay here here's the thing the nwo has been gone for 20 something years they're in an ice cave somewhere they're in an ice cave hollywood hogan all right and whoever else they've been isolated for 20 years and now this is even though nwo is kind of wcw all that's gone so never mind but yeah, no, I would love a pro wrestling a pro wrestling movie with Looney Tunes rights itself. That'd be great. But it won't happen because the idea is too good. Yeah. And also I think the WWE's been uh you know, has some sort of agreement with uh, fucking Surf's Up Two or whatever. What? You haven't seen that? You know, there's a sequel, a directed DVD sequel of the of, of the Surf's of, Up of Surf's Up called Surf's Up Two, starring WWE. Uh, wrestlers like I'm not That's like really John Cena bad. and all those folks. I I didn't even see Surf's Up One. Well, I haven't seen either, but I remember seeing. I saw like a trailer. I'm like, this is just so random. Because there was like Surf's for a good like five years. There was March uh, like uh, a five year span. It was like March of the Penguins, Happy Feet, and also Surf's Up. 
And I feel out of those three, the least impactful was Surf's Up. I hear Surf's Up's actually really probably the, of of well, I mean, I hear Surf's Up better than, than Happy Feet. I've heard that much. Well, Happy Feet just turns into like, doesn't the movie end with a slideshow or like a PowerPoint presentation of global warming? Happy Feet's just a weird movie. <laughs> and then there's Tappy Toes, and no one ever talks about Tappy Toes. That's the real hero. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, hey, it let you know. Uh, George Miller make Mad Max Fury Road, so it was all worth it in the end. You talking about Happy Feet? Yeah, yeah, that's and it right. won him an Oscar. I always yeah. like it when directors win Oscars because of that one time they made an animated movie on the side. Oh. Like Gore Verbinski won his Oscar by making Rango. Oh yeah, you know, like Wes Anderson should win an Oscar for something eventually. <laughs> people don't, you know, people often forget with George Miller. He's had kind of a weird ass career, yeah. Of not like huge success. Like he had his babies, the Mad Max movies. Where like the first movie is like an indie movie, basically. Mm-hmm. The second movie is like a huge hit. The third movie is like this overblown, overdone, weird movie that kind of falls on itself. And then he did like after that, he did like. The sequel to Babe. Yeah, he like he produced Babe and then did the directed to VHS sequel. It to wasn't Babe. directed. It was not directed. It was on theaters. It was in theaters. Oh, I didn't know that. Dude, that movie is dark. I've heard that. I saw it. I don't remember a thing about it though. Farmer Hoggett. Okay, so for anybody, you should know what Babe is. All right, Babe's a great movie. So yeah, it's about Farmer Hoggett and like this Babe. The this Babe. <laughs> Hey, this babe over here. This pig that talks to other animals and politely asks them to do things so then it doesn't... Babe doesn't get killed because it can herd sheep and shit. Yeah, it's great. Anyways. It's a wonderful film. It's a really charming first movie. And then the second movie... Pig in the City. Babe, Pig in the Big City is is uh, is directed by George Miller and I'm assuming written by him too. And the first thing that happens is Farmer Hoggett gets horribly, horribly injured in this cartoon, cartoonally violent sequence where he's like falling down wells and like and getting hit on the head and all this shit. So he ends up bedridden with casts on. And then for some reason, Babe has to go into the big city and uh, to get medicine or something. But then like. He goes into the big city and it's like a it's a city that's a combination of every city. So there's like the Eiffel Tower and then like New York City imagery mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And it's like a really kind of violent. I don't remember anything else in the movie, but I just remember it was kind of violent and not for kids. Weird. And then the next thing I hear is he does Happy Feet. Well, he was trying to make he was about like they were about to make Fury Road. And then 9-11 happened. Like, the, oh. Amer- the U.S. dollar plummeted. And he's like, well, fuck. Now oh. I can't afford this movie anymore, goddammit. But that led him write that movie over the next 10 years, which is why that movie's perfect. Right. So that he did Happy Feet in the meantime. And then 2006, he was about to be, I guess, like a director for hire. Justice for, League. For an Army Hammer Batman Justice League what movie. What was it called? Justice League something? And it was going to be filmed in Australia. And there was some weird reason why at the last minute it just... Writer's strike. Oh, the writer's strike. Okay. Yeah. And the costumes all look terrible. Yeah. And then and then Fury Road. And then everybody's like, oh, man, he's back on that Mad Max train. He's going to do another... I bet he's going to do another Mad Max movie. And then nothing. Warner Brothers has given him the strong arm. 
What like, do you mean? The Warner Brothers apparently didn't pay him enough, or like they like they went back on their deal for Fury Road, and now there's a lawsuit. And wasn't the budget for that movie like two hundred and fifty million? There's something for his directorial salary. Huh? Like that's he's suing Warner Brothers right now. Wow. See that sucks. Yeah. Never see those uh, Mad Max any more Mad Max. But to be fair, every time I hear him talk about making a Mad Max, like maybe I'll make a Furiosa movie. Like no, 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 no. Let's not do that. Furiosa, but she's such a perfect character in a one movie. We don't. I don't need. It's one of those things. It's like, do we really need to see more Furiosa? Not really. Well, and also like Mad Max became sort of this weird like audience character that would meet more interesting. That always happens in in the Mad Max movies. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is so maybe yeah. Like I agree, the format is better with just him being this empty character that runs across. A world of crazy characters, right? Like, you could make a Furiosa movie in the same way you could make, like, a Han Solo movie, but it's sort of like, you know, in the same way, Furiosa has everything you need to know about her right. is shown and said in the movie. So her, her story started and ended in that so movie. So you just kind of have another so. adventure, which is cool and all, but it's like, well, oh, there's so much more Mad Max world to explore yeah. with Mad Max himself. And we'll never see it. But yeah. hey, at least it ended on a good note, right? Yeah, I did. Fury Academy Road. Award win, uh, nominated Best Picture, Picture nominee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Alex, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I think that's I think that's enough chatter for tonight. Let's chit chat. You know, we uh, listen, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Film Tastic Voyage, episode uh, one oh six, I believe. I believe. Whatever. If we're wrong, we're wrong. Um, but I think it is 106. We can't edit ep- episodes anymore now that we're on, no, on camera. Live and uncensored. Yeah, all, otherwise it'd be weird cuts. All the shameful things I've said are just now in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. How embarrassing. Anyways, it's my least favorite part of the episode, the part where we have to plug ourselves. So... Uh, if you want to reach us, we're at filmtestedvoyage.com, filmtestedvoyage at gmail.com, facebook.com slash filmtestedvoyage, youtube.com slash filmtestedvoyage, question mark. Um, I don't know if we have an official address for that yet or not. Just go to YouTube Search and type us. in Film Tested Or Voyage. Google. I don't know. Um, and uh, we're on Letterboxd if you want to see our, our what, we're, what we're doing, a little, my little film diary of all the movies I've been seeing, which we, I talked about none of those today. Uh, I am Batman Crothers. And I'm uh, Mr. Kerosene. Yeah, that's, it. that's all. I, that's my thing. Right uh, that I that my is thing. that is the end of the thing. Um, listen, everybody, we're part of a bigger. Uh, bitter, oh my god, a bigger. Let me listen. <laughs> Stop. I'll, I'll let you listen to this because I'm about to say it right. Uh, we're a bar. Oh god, <laughs> we're a we're part, part of a. <laughs> we're a part of a bigger podcast network, the Let Me Listen Podcast Network, which is on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Uh, you can listen to us on there. Uh, in addition, there are a bunch of other podcasts for your for your listening needs and wants and needs, uh, movie-related and otherwise. So why don't you go to SoundCloud, go to iTunes, leave some comments, leave some ratings. Um, tell your friends about us, all right? We're always looking for new friends and fans. Um, How are we supposed to afford that fancy set that's without right. fucking fans? We will get a fancy set soon enough. Um, well, maybe. We'll... You know, uh, we, we just got to open up that old piggy bank and... Uh, Smash that pig in the big city. That's right. Smash that pig in the city. You ever, you ever have a piggy bank? 
Not really. I did because my mom would, like made ceramics and stuff. Because she was an artist, and she still is, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I always felt like bad. It's like I can't smash this, so I had to like awkwardly like jingle them all through the b- hole in the bottom. But like the quarters wouldn't fit, so you had to like scrape them out. So it was built to be smashed. Yeah, they're built what, to be saying. smashed. But you're not. I didn't. I didn't want to smash them. Yeah. Um. With that said, everybody, listen. Why don't you go ahead and and make sure you got a piggy bank, stick some quarters in there. You never know when you're going to need laundry money these days. Um, we will, s- you will see us next time and hear us next time on the Filmtastic Voyage. Good night.